0: could break here, Chelsea, this could be the moment, Frank Lampard for Chelsea, it's Carvalho to his right, Lampard for the title, Lampard, it's 2-0, it's Chelsea's Championship, and 50 years of waiting have come to an end.
1: Lampard, comes out to Essien,
2: oh my goodness,
0: it's a counter-attack, it's a drop-back, and
1: now get in the middle. Drop it, go! Make sure there many of you. it, stretch it. Make sure there many of you. it,
2: Chelsea Stretch it, No, it. The yeah. Wall. And Didier Drogba, oh. in the centre. McCoy just came to the, got it with the back end. Went to the back end.
1: the He it. it. This one Bleak is this?
0: Hello, welcome to AWA. my name is Meads and I'll be your host for this one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I've got, um, well, the two regulars of the season. Shems, what are you saying, bro? I'm good. What's going on, man? Yeah, like I said, a bit of a mixed bag, you know, sometimes good, sometimes shit. <laughs> but here we are. Jay,
2: what are you saying, cuz? Yeah, I'm good, man. We won in it. We won the yeah, game, bro. Yeah, bro. It's been a
0: minute. It's been a minute. That feeling's it's, it's been a minute. Um I'm
2: good, man. Knock, knock them seagulls out as well, bro. Yeah, they're yeah. They're not man. even they're not even it, rivals like that. You know what's mad,
0: yeah. And I, I I wanna tap through this because it's a bit mad how Brighton have suddenly become rivals or suddenly become uh, a team of interest to us, because... Rattlers. Is, is, that, is that how far we have fallen? Like, who like uh, of them, bro? Like, and, with it. Okay, <laughs> yeah? I love their coach. I love the way they play football. Uh, but I'm just... I just... Anyway, it's yeah, just the become levels, a thing.
2: The levels, yeah. The but, levels, you know, it's staggered. become a
0: thing. It's, it's become a thing. And, and you know what it is? It's almost symptomatic of... Just the fact that we've taken so much of their players, so much of their backroom staff. I can see why they'd kind of, you know, want to create a thing with us. But, like, come on, we don't need to be doing all that with them. Like, come <laughs> on. We're, we're Chelsea. And it's almost like you've got you've got Boley and them putting us on these men's level and shit. It's nasty work. And obviously the pieces <laughs> on the pitch make it worse as well. Like, It makes them feel that they can chat to us.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <that> <laughs> before
0: we get into the um the musings of the Brighton game in the Carabao Cup, I want to touch on well the disappointing result against Aston Villa at the weekend. Boy, um Shem, I, w- I want to come to you. Uh, when you saw the lineup again, Levi Cole left back. What were your thoughts, man? Um and and did you have optimism for the game? At all?
1: Mm, nah, to be honest, I didn't. Just because like yeah, the team's low on confidence. And I think um I still wasn't happy with the way the team was set out. The only thing the only positive was that we had a uh, we had two wingers, so Madric and um Sterling, which is a change from like, obviously Chiro playing left wing, which he was doing in the in the first few games, but ultimately like Enzo was still number 10, Kogo was still left back. So I yeah, the balance of the team is just nasty to me. So yeah, I wasn't really too confident. But you know, I was just hoping like, you know, the law of averages suggests that when you're on a bad run, at some point it's gonna turn. So it's just really just out of hope, more than expectation that something would happen. But generally I wasn't too confident. And then like when the first half began to play out, yeah, it just kind of confirmed what I was feeling initially, really. But yeah, initially I wasn't I wasn't that confident to be honest.
0: First, 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 first. I mean like for me, um, for me, I I look at the game and I just look at I look at the way we're playing currently and I just you always expect teams to get a, a result against us. And I think that's sad. I think that's kind of a symptomatic of where we kind of are. Um I said on the podcast last week that I wasn't confident. Against Aston Villa, I kind of felt the way the game would transpire, um, but yeah, man, it, it's a, it's harrowing the fact that that's the feeling that I had. But Jay, when I come to you because you were quite optimistic in the pod last week, talk to me. How are you thinking when when you saw the team lineup, you saw the build up to the game? How yeah, how are you feeling?
2: no, I think with with the attackers that were on the pitch at, like on the lineup. I was I I kind of thought what actually happened in the game was gonna happen and we did get we did have it again, like not for the first time this season, we had good enough chances. Like we had good enough moments in and around their box and like even on the counter here and there in transition. Like there's so many parts of, of our play that needs fine tuning in terms of if we're gonna put teams like this away. Do you get what I'm saying? And it just seems like there's just this final step when it gets to like the in and around the box or in the final third when we need that crucial decision like we saw midweek, that decision making that is so, so crucial in the final third because you don't, you're not going to get these clear cut chances that everybody wants in this league. You're not going to get a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? Not, not every team is City and even City sometimes struggle against teams that, you know, they they, they, they look to defend for the majority of the game. They still struggle. So like, there's not many teams that are going to create that proper clear-cut chances. So when you get these chances against these teams where, you, where, you, where you're having these good moments, you've got enough players in and around the box, and all it takes is for somebody just to make that crucial decision or to even take a decent shot and make the keeper work. We're not doing those things, isn't it? And and that's, that's the only reason why I remain optimistic is because these things are basic things. Some of them are very, very basic. Very basic, like we spoke about last season, last week. Sorry about Conor Gallagher getting into these positions, and he's getting into these positions, and even the stuff that he's strong on, he's not. He's just not doing it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and it's like I, I have sympathy for the players, bro. I get it. The environment is not the Chelsea environment of where it it you know it's full of winners and it's full of these guys that you look to your left and you just feel like you're going to win the game, where you look to your right and you feel like he's going to win you the game. I get that. Even the manager, you look to your, you, you look to your sidelines, and you see him. You, may, you maybe see a Jose or an Ancelotti, and you just kind of think to yourself, "Yeah, we'll, 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 get through this game. We'll win this game." Do you know what I mean? But it's like, I get that, but at the same time, bro, you're in the Premier League and you're playing for Chelsea Football Club. You didn't get here by accident. Do you understand? Like, you have to do better. And I think, like I said, we'll speak about the game later in midweek. But there was a few examples of players in 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 the team that showed you that forget about all this age talk and oh he's 20 or he's you know he's 39 or he's this or he's that bro if you're good you're good in it and a couple players showed you that playing in their playing in their right positions so so for me against Villa I think it's just more of the same it's just more of the same They they didn't destroy us do you know what I mean they didn't outplay us it was just a thing where <laughs> they, they, the the Ollie Watkins chance made me laugh because it's like it's not even people talking about clear cut chances. That was a clear cut chance, yeah. but we would never finish that. We would never finish that. We would never in our life finish a chance like that. The Antonio sure. chance against us against, against for West Ham. We would never finish that, and that is and that's where we're at at the moment. Do you get what I mean? That's where we're at. Like it's that's that's why I find it hard, even though Poch is making mistakes with the team. I find it so hard sometimes to come away from the games and be like, oh, you know what? This guy's holding us back because I, I look at these other teams that are coming to the, to the bridge or, you know, even in the game, like when we're away or whatever, and they're getting these chances, bro. And and you're watching match of the day and you're seeing these chances go in. They're not clear cut, bro. It's like they, these teams don't have better... That not all these teams have better players than us. Yeah. We got players yeah. on Watkins' level. We got players on Antonio's level. Do you know what I mean? Even you said to me last season with Mead when I said, remember when I said that I said uh, Brighton have, have better players than us, yeah? Yeah. And you said, you know what, Jay, you said, I hear what you're saying, they're a good team, but they ain't got better players than us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's and it's me kind of overreacting and 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 reacting to the performances of the team, making me think, right, these guys are not on their level. Yeah. But they are though.
0: But this is what I'm so this is the thing, right? So we we talked about this before in terms of the way that team set up against us the way that we are kind of a bit of a soft touch um the way that we generally approach games I think we make things so easy for other teams um mm-hmm. and I just feel like the lack of cutting edge and the lack of threat that we have honestly puts another 10 maybe 15 percent in the other team so yeah this is it's no surprise that we get punished by the half chances I think it is it's insane that that's the case but It's so true. Like half chances we get punished because I feel like there's a general belief that we're rubbed out. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We are rubbed out, you know?
2: And And to be fair to you, like what you're saying about, um, to be fair to what you're saying about that that, that part does come from the setup and the coach and that stuff. And that's where I hear the whole cry for like the manager to do better and stuff like that, because he's got to kind of get us to that stage where we are feared again. Do you get what I'm saying? Which is what obviously um, uh, Tuchel did when he came here. He got us to a stage where, even if we weren't playing amazing football or whatever, we were definitely feared. You didn't want to play us. Do you get what I'm saying? And you and made that statement. And that's so away. important. Like, and, I, that yeah, and I feel like that so alone important. needs
0: to happen. Yeah, that fear factor is so important. It's like, like uh, here's how I put it. When we talk about like gen- genuinely, when we talk about teams you don't want to play against. They're teams that you feel, by and large, they're going to either suffocate the life out of you during the game or they're just going to beat you up physically. And I felt like even though under Tuchel sometimes football wasn't the best, I felt we had so much control. I think you get games where obviously we lose like the, the West, um, what was it, um, West Brom at home and stuff. You get games like that where you've, you've, you've got so much control but you just get absolutely pammed on in transition and you get sucker punched and get a bloody nose, but I feel like it's gotten to a point now with us where we don't. We whilst we have control, I feel like teams are comfortable against us. They defend comfortably against us. They're not really stretched. They're not really batting down the hatchets and all hands to the pump. Now nah, it's pretty, pretty light. You know, it's pretty light. And um, yeah, I thought I generally feel like we're just. A soft touch, and teams feel like they're only going to need one chance against us, and they're gonna they're gonna hurt yeah. us.
1: Yeah, that, and that's what I was saying to you before the pod. Like it, it it's one I, I, the way it's been for a while now is that it only takes one goal to beat us because obviously we're so low on confidence, like going forward, and we don't mm. score goals. Do you know what I'm saying? So literally, and and literally, you can you can feel it. You can like when you're watching, like um, as soon as a goal goes in, the heads go down and that all those doubts, the insecurities, they return. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like we've, we, we've we really needed a, like a lucky break at some point, maybe like in the first half just to lift the move. Because I feel like if a goal goes in, so similar to like what happened yesterday, um, when the when Nicholas Jackson scored, I know we'll get to brand game later, but when Jackson scored, you could see that there was a lift in the team and the team was yeah. different, I'd say, um, for the remaining 40 minutes of that game. Um, compared to what we've seen in the weeks prior But because in the weeks prior When we've had like half chances in the first half So for example, Jackson had a chance against Villa That Mudric created um, Enzo had a chance And there's other games as well Like against West Ham or against Nottingham Forest Where we've had like half chances in the first half And they haven't gone in um, Or even like full-on big chances And they haven't gone in um as the game goes on you just feel the uh, insecurities it's just starting to come back is, and then obviously the crowd is nervous as well so yeah. with that just it feeds onto the players and
2: the thing is shems yeah as well this this team yeah you know like top teams what they do is when they miss chances yeah what they say to themselves is you know what we're gonna batter this team at some stage in this game like we, we're gonna that we're just gonna destroy them they've got that in their mind like that's their mindset do you know what i'm saying because they know they're gonna they they don't feel like, oh, you know what, if we don't take these chances, we're going to lose. They feel like, all right, cool, let's see how long you lot can do this for in the game, because we're we're going to win this game. Do you get what I'm saying? And and, and uh, like, obviously Chelsea, yeah, belief- Chelsea of old would do that, but, yeah, but it's now, just, it's, it's like heads go it's down. the lack
0: of belief. Yeah, it's the lack of yeah. belief. It's like everyone feels like, you know what, we've seen the story before. Like, the same way the fans feel it, the players feel it. It's like, fact, oh, God, we've had all the ball, you know, we've not created bad chances, but we've had control of the game, we've had the things under control, and now they've scored. Fuck, what are we going to do? Because
2: the, the Enzo penalty was was the perfect example of that this season against West Ham when that that penalty goes in, yeah, and I kid you not, I think we would have come out second half, 10, 15 minutes, I think we would have went for them, and I think, I reckon we probably would have ended up winning that game. But because... It didn't go that way. We missed the penalty. They go into the dressing room half time, heads are down. Yeah, heads are down. Max. And then I think Antonio. What Antonio scores? I think ten minutes into the second half. And yeah. Yeah. from there onwards, they're just like, "Oh, look, we fucked it. Like we had a chance, we fucked it." And then yeah, heads just went down after that. You get what I'm saying? And it, and ah, oh, it's the same. It's the same thing, like. um. Obviously, we can set up. There's games this season where there's been like there's been games where I do think if we'd have set up in a certain way to begin with, that pressure that we put on them in the first half, I think it would have it would have ended up maybe with a couple of better chances where we could have scored. Um, and again, that's the manager and and his setup. But yeah, mentality wise, I'm not going to get too much onto this team because there's obvious reasons as to why they don't have that mentality. But at the same time, at some point, we're going to need to, like, just step up and say, you know what, I've got that mentality, I've got that mentality, because there's players, you can't run from it, do you know what I mean? At this level, you can't run from that. At some point, you've, you've just got to come out and be like, because I, I know for a fact, yeah, players like, I look at players like Cole, I look at players like Reese James, um, I even look at players like Palmer, yeah, who we'll, get, who we'll talk about later on, they, they just, For me when I watch them play they don't look phased about being at this level do you understand they don't look like they're trying to hide they don't look like they're they're scared to take on responsibility and that's all we need in this team forget about the age thing we just need them to do that throughout this season and obviously as time goes on hopefully just things get better the team gets more together and then they start to get that kind of belief that we're talking about where you know they believe that they can actually put teams away rather than Miss chances and then
1: heads go down. Yeah, it, it's confidence. It's confidence at the end of the day. When you lose so many games, you can't, there's no way your head isn't going to go down. Do you know what I'm saying? It's natural. Mm. Do you get me? And I feel like that's why I'm saying, like, we, we, all we've needed is like a lucky break or just something to go our way. And again, to an extent, that happened yesterday. We got lucky with not going out to 10 men and then we managed to get mm. the break. Do you know what I'm saying? Those, those type of things, when they just go your way and then you get a win. It's the only thing that's going to build confidence. So, like I said, like losing is never good because... What? More so, we, lose, we, we,
0: we, we're saying we need more lucky breaks, yeah, to get some confidence?
1: <laughs> well, bro, like, the reality is, the reality is. How about, a... about some
0: uh-huh? coaching? How about some coaching? How about some good football?
1: Oh, no, no, <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of <laughs> course. But I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you're in a rut like this yeah like, you need something to go your way. But when, when players are low on confidence, when the team isn't doing well, when fans are nervous just need something to go your way is, is, is what i'm saying do, do
2: you know what shams you know what shams has got a point though yeah because i look at some, like for example i look at united yeah and i look at how stinky some of their performances have been like in the, in the...
1: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
2: In the season, and I kid you not, they have not played better games than us Yeah, this season. United have not played better games than us this year. I've watched like a good amount of their games yeah. and they have been flipping awful. But if you look at that Wolves game, for example, yeah, and this is what Shems is talking about, that should have been a penalty against Anana like every single day of the week, that's a penalty against um, Anana, yeah. And yeah. you know, Wolves score and the, the result, I, I think it would, it would have ended up a draw, I think, right?
0: Yeah,
2: but instead, they they, they leave there with a win. And a blatant penalty shout. Like everybody's just like, how did that happen? But it's it's a lucky break for them. And then even look watch Burnley the other day. Oh, my God, that was like, that is easily one of the, the most horrible performances I've seen in a long time. And somehow, you know, like Bruno just pops up. Like, it's a good bit of play, to be fair. And Bruno pops up with a goal and it's like, boom, 1-0. Do you know what I mean? But like the amount of chances Burnley have and all of that, and they just, for for us at the moment, like we said, we, teams don't even have 20 chances, bro. Teams are teams yeah. are leaving leaving the bridge with two chances, <laughs> two chances, bro. Like yeah, maybe game. maybe one half chance, and they're clapping them in and leaving with yeah. three points. Yeah, so it's easy. It's saying. easy work, man. It's easy
0: work. That's what I'm saying. Like we we, I, I, I just I, I I told you, Jay. I, I said it in on the pod last week. I'm 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 not confident that we're gonna win the game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um because I just saw just the way that the patterns of things and it's just it's frustrating that we're we're still at this point because it's similar to the feelings that I saw last season. Um mm-hmm. and unfortunately it's the similar questions the same questions that you ask of Potter that you ask of Poch, how good are you as a coach to actually create consistent chances against lower block teams? Um I don't think Villa was super low block. I think they were pretty mid block, but they were quite deep at times. But, but I just feel like we just struggle to really open teams up. And I think it's also a, a, a byproduct of not actually having an attacking midfielder that is really a creator. And don't get me wrong, I think Enzo is creative. I think Enzo is, um, but he's not a 10. And I think when you play him in a 10, he almost gets lost. And there's so many knock on impacts and implications where if enzo is in that position or even connor's in that position that you, you may you you have um so much of a loss for example number 10s generally like to play close to their fellow attackers they like to connect with their fellow attacker whether that's a striker or the wingers yeah enzo in that position isn't doing that because he's not a 10 he's not a natural 10 he's not really thinking of that he's trying to think about how to get involved in the game how to fit, kind of open up play but he's not really thinking about how to connect with Jackson, how to connect with the wide players, Mudrick or um, or Sterling. He's not thinking about that. And that's not his fault. That's just not his default, if that makes any sense. Um, And we'll come on to Cole Palmer a little bit later on. But those, those I'm just saying those sort of things for me is, and that's just one aspect. Then there's also the other aspect where not really sticking to your position, you roaming far too much and you leave jackson for example isolated because there's not another body with him to connect with um it's, there's a, there's a whole um i guess snowball impact it's essentially that happens um when you, when you look at it um but yeah go on champ sorry
1: yeah no sorry i just wanted to quickly um disagree slightly you know what you're saying about Poch and the low block thing i don't even think that's been our problem you know because i feel like we like like jay kind of touched on I feel like we have been creating chances. Um, I think the only probably exception from that was probably not in the forest. But I think in all the other games, the ones that we've lost, drawn all won, I feel like we've created chances. And we've entered the final third um, pretty consistently. But like you said, this is where the coaching comes in. Because if Poch has set out his team a little bit better, maybe with players in a different position or with a different personnel, like Enzo a bit deeper and uh, not having Chiwa on the wing, um, maybe it would have been a bit more clinical, maybe Jackson might have had a bit more support and we would have been able to convert um, more chances and create more chances on top of what we already have. So that's kind of just how I see it. Yeah, I just wanted to just point that out on on that particular point. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, and don't get me wrong, when I said, when I said about um, kind of that lucky break, um, I just yeah. wanted to contextualise that. Just kind of in the slump that we're in now, I feel like, oh. you know, it, things like that just to go your way it helps but Poch is definitely like I've maintained before like he's like probably he's definitely the biggest culprit in a lot of the problems we've experienced so far yeah. so yeah
0: what the, but what I, what I will say and I, I I don't entirely disagree and I don't disagree um, I don't think I think Chelsea have had enough chances to, to win games my thing is I think if you've got good players I think you're going to you know create moments and um I think most teams in the league will create moments um, to score goals. But are you doing it consistently enough? That's the question. And I think the games that we have are the games where it's not been super defensive. We're not up against super defensive teams. When we're up against super defensive teams that are playing super low and deep and they're not really coming out, we don't have the answers. That like We just don't have the answers. Um, whether that's personnel, whether that's tactics, whether that's structure, um, we don't have the answers. Um, However, there have been other games, I think Villa um, being one, um, where we've had a number of chances. Um, even Forest, for example, where I think we didn't create that many chances. We had that chance for Jackson, for example. Um, but that was like the one of the, the, the few. So it's not to say that we create zero, but it's all about how consistent and how threatening those chances, when they come along, um, are, essentially. Um, but don't get twisted. I think we've, we've had more than enough chances to win games but it's just all about the consistency of them and the pressure, yeah. the amount of pressure you exert on a team. Because I feel yeah. like if you look at the best teams, they're able to sustain wave after wave of pressure, which ultimately leads to mistakes and ultimately leads to goals. We don't sustain wave after wave after of pressure. I think we, we struggle to maintain that, you know, that aggression and that, that um, yeah, I think we struggle with that. I think That's the only good, game yeah, that yeah. we've done this season where we've done that was with Tam. And that was the best performance of the season.
2: And and I think as well to, to, to add to what you're saying, I think again when we speak about the coaching, it, against um, Forest, right, we we got to a stage where we thought, all right, cool, we need to go for it. And this is what I meant by starting the game, in terms of, in that way, in the first place, where the team is in a better mindset and a, and a, and a they're in a they're in better condition to like attack the game. With a little bit more composure and not this kind of anxiety where they're losing and even though they were losing and they were they were quite anxious and they were rushing things they ended up making more chances than they did throughout the whole game when they had actual attackers on the pitch in their positions. because i think cole palmer come on i think um i can't remember if it was Mujic or someone else come on we, but we had wingers on the pitch we had palmer on the pitch and we just, I think we just tried to attack them for like 20 minutes and we, and that's how we ended up eventually creating that Jackson chance. But it's like, if you can do that for 20 minutes when you're losing, you could have just done that from the beginning of the game when the team was much more relaxed. So that's where the coaching comes into it as well. Like set us up and give us a chance proper, like give us a proper chance of, of, of um, applying that kind of pressure with more of a, a you know, a, in a more relaxed way. Do you get know what I'm saying? Rather than, rather than it because we did that under Potter last season as well. Sometimes it's like we'd be we'd be having an okay game. We'd concede. Then Potter would change it, go a little bit more attacking. And then it's like but the team's just anxious. They're, and but they're getting forward. They're, they're putting pressure on the team but they're, but they're all anxious. So they're they're snatching at shots and they're you know they're rushing that final pass. And like if your team can do that in the last 20 minutes when they're losing a the game they could have done it just from the beginning if you just set them up the right way. Do you understand? So it's like I d I don't think I don't think Poch is miles away from, from figuring it out. Again, that's that's another part of me being optimistic about, about Poch and seeing how he's coached in the past. Mm. I don't think he's miles away from figuring it out because some of the stuff is very basic. As, and, as basic as putting Colwell centre back, as basic yeah. as putting Mudrick left wing. Do you know what I'm saying? But
0: yeah. at the same time, I don't
2: I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. However,
0: um, it's like I've said for years, essentially. It's honestly the coach's job to put the team in the best position to win. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think we can understate how important that is. Um, I think one of the best things that you, you see the best coaches do, they try and get the maximum out of all of their players. And they often put them in spaces and areas where you think, oh, you know what? I wouldn't have thought of that, but that actually makes sense, you know. But then there's instances where I think some coaches try and be too clever. Um, and I, I, I the Cobble at left back thing, I just don't, I, I don't get it. They, I'd understand it if, for example, um, we had an injury crisis, we had no left back. I'd understand it if the left backs that we had are, are like really not good. Um, and I'd understand it if, you know, you've got like a, a an overload of centre-backs and your left-backs aren't cutting it. So you want to get one of your best left-backs or be- one of your best players on on the pitch. Um, cool. If a one-off game, and I would also, I'd also understand for a one-off game. Um, but some of the stuff that I've seen from Poch, for me, are criminal. Um, like, like, genuinely criminal and, and I, I don't think I've seen worse decisions I I, I mean I'm, I've seen obviously Lampard make, but I don't count Lampard as a, as a coach so let, let's put Lampard aside but even like the stuff like Raheem Sterling at like wing back for um, Potter I didn't like it but I could understand the rationale behind it I can understand you know wanting your wide players to be wide coming off the flanks um, I didn't like it when he was a right wing back but a left wing back I could, I could kind of get it Right, although I didn't agree with it, I can kind of understand it. Stuff where I'm seeing a left back at left wing, or seeing a, a very good centre back at left back, seeing a very good centre mid as a number ten when he's clearly not a number ten. I, I those things I, I really don't get. And honestly, it's up to him. I know, and it's, it's still early. Like I'm, I'm not gonna like completely write him off, but I'm basically begging, man. To show me well, that you know he's up to it. That like, I'm I'm not asking for much else. I'm not asking for you to win the title. I'm not telling you to win the title, win cups. Just show me that you can put the team in the best position to win. That's it. That is it. If we don't win, we don't win. But at least you put them in the best position, best situations to win a game. And I don't think he's done that enough. And I think that's where you can have question marks on Poch, you know. And whilst it's still early, you can still ask a question. Like, has he done that? No. Have the players been disappointing? Yeah, I think somewhat. But also, it all stems from the coach. It all stems from the confidence in the coach to coach and get the max out of the players. And I don't think he has. And I think um, I agree that like, you, you've seen in previous uh, clubs that you know he's got enough about him to to formulate a decent attacking side or good attacking side in some instances. But I think Chelsea is a different beast. We can't understate the importance of the environment, and Chelsea is a, a massively different and difficult space to navigate as a coach and as a player. And I think that's important to remember, you know what I mean? So, yeah, when people will say he's not a Chelsea coach or you you look at a manager and say, yeah, they're not a Chelsea coach, that's not meaning that they're not a good coach. That's not meaning that they're a rubbish coach. It just means that they're not a Chelsea coach. And the question marks for me on Potts. Uh, whether he is actually a Chelsea coach. It's too early for me to say, um, but I've got question marks. That's essentially it, you know what I mean? And no question... I mean, that, that, that is kind of symptomatic of what I've seen in the season that kind of culminates in the game against Villa. Um, but yeah, man, I think um, it wasn't a horrible performance against Villa, but it was an unsurprising performance against Villa. And again, when you have players out of position kinda of get you can't kind, you kinda of, you kinda of ask him for, you know, uh uh the disappointing result in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but I, think
0: but I guess move, moving on to some positives where you still had a few players out of position, which is fine considering the fact that we had injury crisis, players suspended, um so it's it's okay, you know, we've got Mark Kukare at right back, Ben Sheelworth left back, um and the Sassy and Cole at centre back. Um so uh pretty changed up back four um from the game against Aston Villa. But I was quite happy to to see it. I didn't like well when I thought when I saw the lineup and I saw Chilwell and I thought he was right back, I was like, Oh my god, this this is horrible. This is horrible because if we're gonna play someone as an inverted fullback, they need to be good on the ball. So I was thinking, oh Chilwell at right back, I was rattled. Um but it turned out it was great at right back. But well, I'm like, okay. And then I saw a bit of it. I'm like, yeah, I like what I see. Um, the rest of the team: Ugo in midfield, alongside Carcedo. You had Cole Palmer making his first start for the club, and you got Mihailo Mudrić. And then you had um, Ian Matson on the wings with Jackson up top. Jackson was suspended because um, he picked up five yellow cards in the Premier League, but that did not carry over into the cup competitions because it wasn't for violent conduct. And that is why um, Gusto was out. Well, not violent, but, you know, straight red card, basically. Um, so, yeah, when you saw the team, lads, uh, let's go with Shemmy anyway. When, when you saw the team, what were your thoughts? Were you, were you a bit more intrigued like, by it? Because there was a lot of changes. Um, yeah. How, how, how did you feel when you saw Shems?
1: Yeah, I was definitely more intrigued than anything. But a part of me also thought, you know, what, it kind of makes sense. Um, maybe apart from Nonny's exclusion. But other than that, I thought everything else, yeah, kind of made sense, to be honest with you. Um, I thought maybe DeSarsi might have played right back instead of Cucurella, But um I was fine with Cucurella playing there, to be honest, because you know, obviously he's not had much football, and I guess Poch wants to give him a chance. And, you know, um up against um Matoma, you probably need someone who's a little bit quick off the mark, quicker off the mark than De Sasi. So fair enough. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't mad at the team, to be honest with you. I, I really wasn't. Um it was good to see Madrid get another start so that we can kind of see what he can do and analyze him a little bit. Um, I guess we'll talk about it more in detail later. Um Enzo getting a rest, Sterling. I think Sterling also deserves a rest as well. So I kind of got why he went why he went in the starting eleven. Um yeah, to be honest, I wasn't I wasn't mad, can't lie. And Jay, what
0: were your thoughts, Jay? Um yeah i guess a similar question and I, and we talk about seeing players in in the right positions um what were your thoughts on Ian Matson again not at left back um yeah
2: yeah frustrating to be honest i think it was like a perfect opportunity to to see matson at left back if i'm being honest so so when I saw him obviously not playing there, I can appreciate like he's a really good player technically so um, if it was about just getting players on the pitch that haven't played a lot, um, I can also kind of kind of understand that because Kukurea um, also like he's hardly touched the pitch. Do you know what I mean? So obviously, um, I think Poch was thinking from from early to to get him involved. Um, so yeah, but then you know Chilwell's involved, and it's like you know Chilwell's <laughs> he's played enough games, bro. Like, and he's not like a player where. You know, like, if if Chilwell's performances had been, like, really, really good um, this season, I'd get why you'd play Chilwell in that game. Because you might think, oh, you know what, it's Brighton, they're a good team. Let me just play one of my players that's been in form for the season. But he hasn't been. So, it's like, what's the need to play Chilwell? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the need for him to be playing left-back instead of Mattson? And then you've got... And then, I I don't know, who did we have... uh, did. We have he, he he come out later on saying how he, he didn't even choose There There's nothing to do with injuries. and I just think
0: you yeah. could have chose. You could
2: have played Noni, Whether you got something against him or not, I don't know. Nobody knows. But like you could have played Noni and you, and then you could have played, uh, Matson left back, for example. And it probably would have been better as well. Yeah, you know I mean, and 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 that stuff again. There, those even those kind of things are question marks because. That kind of judgment there is a bit, I don't want to say scary, but it's a bit, I don't know, man. It's like, Nani's not been like, even if... With threats to our nation
0: waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: You don't rate nonny like that. Nonny's not been bad to that degree for you to be like. oh, I don't know if we can risk playing him against Brighton. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> for of all people like. <laughs> so it's like it yeah, is in the nonny. The nonny thing is so interesting. Like, and
0: I, I, I I'm. I'm of the belief that Poch doesn't rate. Um, I don't think he rates. I don't think... Like, he, he didn't play... I know he didn't play preseason because he was injured and he came back from the Euros. Um, but I just... He's not really gotten a sniff. And I think the game... He came on against West Ham and he was so, so disappointing. Like, so, so disappointed. Um, but I, I, we've just not seen him again since, and I just don't think Poch trusts him to make an impact on the game. Um, no, to be fair, he played against Bournemouth.
1: He did. You're like, right. Um, you're right. And, and similarly, same Rimbled thing in, really. Wimbledon in the cup last round, and he got a goal, and it was yeah.
0: Season. So yeah. no, to, no, he got a goal. Yeah, I remember he got a goal in that in that game. He, he, um, he he won, well that game. he won a penalty for himself. He kept going at the left back, um, and yeah, he, he played pretty well. Um, but again, I just. Even, even that, yeah. Now, don't get it twisted. I like a player that likes to dribble. You know what I mean. But I feel like the end of what comes after those movements isn't really ever great. And again, I could be being harsh because he's not really had much of a much time to really showcase what he can do. Um, but I can't say that I've been thoroughly impressed. But at the same time, again, I I, I think I need to see more before I like, rule him out. But it just definitely seems like there's a, a situation there where Poch ain't really feeling him. Or maybe he's taking his time to integrate him. Maybe he's taking his time. Um, We don't know. But, yeah, the fact that he came out and said that he didn't select Noni, there's no injury, it's like, ooh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the Chilwell thing. I think because Chilwell's been sitting on the bench for the last couple of games. I think he needs to play, especially as he's like vice captain. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, I think that's so, more. What so it I means, get it. To be yeah, yeah,
0: so I get it. But then at the same time, now he's injured, um, which was yeah, bound, bound to
2: happen. To be honest, been I'm Chilwell. watching. Clo- I'm watching closely. Yeah. Yeah, closely. man. Because uh, no, the thing is, I, I can't. I'm not going to be ridiculous and be like, oh, if he doesn't start. And Kukurea starts, then it's crazy because I'm not I'm not one of those ones that's like Kukurea is a crap player. I don't think he's I don't think he's rubbish like that. Like not what a lot of Chelsea fans have been saying anyway. Like he hasn't had a great start, 100 percent he hasn't had a great start for Chelsea, but Chelsea just haven't really been good either since he's been here. So um so you know, you can take that how you want it how you want to take it, but that's not making excuses for him, by the way. That's just saying that is there a possibility we could see a good player at some point in Kukurea? Probably, probably is. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't
0: think, bro, I I,
2: I don't think Kukurea is a bad
0: player. And I've said before, and I, I want to stress how important this is, yeah? It's like, for me, I personally, and I'm not telling everyone else to follow suit, but I personally can't tell people, or I can't tell if players are good enough Purely based on last season. I can't. Because the environment in which the players, everyone was in last season, yeah. Bear in mind, we had like 30 men in in, in in the team. 30 men. No one really had the designated changing spots because so many men came in. Like, the, the new man came, the old man was still there. So there's like, there's obviously going to be tension there because these men have been brought to replace you, but you'll still have to train with them because you've not been replaced. You've not actually been sold yet. Like, people are being sold and you're not really happy that they're being sold. There's so much, like there's so much tension and just mess, you know? So you're never going to feel like you're never going to feel comfortable to, to not even, it's not that you don't want to do well. I'm sure every player wants to do well. Every pro wants to do stuff. Every pro wants to achieve, you know, reach their goals and win things. I, I think for the most part, win things. Yeah. So, I put I liken it to this, like work. Yeah, if I got if I have my job, yeah, I'm doing my job well or doing it to a, performing to a, to a degree. I've won things or I've, I've won awards. because I perform well. Yeah, I have a dip, for example, and that dip has coincided with the fact that other men have been brought in to do my same job. Yeah, <laughs> to do my same job, and there's been no handover, or nothing. You've just come in to do my job. How am I able to, how will you, anyone, as an external facts party, able to fully, fairly assess whether or not this new person or the old person, in fact, are capable of doing a job? Because that environment is shit. Like, you, you don't want bare man in one place trying to do your job. You don't want, you've got, a say. for example, you've got your, 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 your desk at work. You don't want, another man to come sit on your desk or squish up four or five men squish up next to you whilst you're trying to work like it's not a conducive working environment it's not it's not a positive working environment it's a shit one and i i I just we need to really understand that players are human beings players are human beings people say oh yeah you buy a player competition competition well some players might think you know what this is kind of shit i don't like this and not not have it you know what i mean and we need to stop we need to get out of this idea that players are robots and players can should just hack it. Like it, it don't work like that. Especially when they're young, especially when they're inexperienced, especially when they're new to a neutral country. There's that there's like there's so many variables and the environment the environment in general was horrible. Like absolutely horrible. And I think one thing I can say this season is that there's somewhat of a collective um bond between the players that are currently here and they we want everyone to do well. You know what I mean? I can't really say the same for last season. Um nah. so, so the, yeah, team, I, I, the team overall was good though. Generally I just want to just find that sorry. Um generally it's just very difficult for me to judge players based on last season. I can judge them collectively based not not collect I mean I could judge them based on their collective career, but not that one year. I think it's very difficult to judge players based on that one year given the circumstances essentially.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But the the, the team overall, though, um, to go back to that game, the team overall was actually a decent one. I thought, considering that we knew that Brighton were probably going to make changes as well, I think the midfield was a good midfield to see. I'm um, I'm glad we got to see that actually because it, it was Leslie and um, Casado in it in midfield.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was both of them side. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I wanted to see that as well. And I and I thought Leslie himself, I think he 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 took his chance. He took his chance yesterday, again, like really well in terms of like trying to stamp his mark on the team and show that even though he's young, he's more than ready to step in and and play that midfield role. Um, And then up top, I think, you know, Jackson just does what he does, man. The one thing you can't ever talk about in terms of a lack of with Jackson is effort and, you know, that ability to just keep going throughout the game and fair play to him. I think he... I think he done really well, and then I think shining light of the game was Palmer. To be honest, I think I don't think mm-hmm. he he was overall the man of the match, but I think in terms of what a lot of Chelsea fans want to see this season, I think a lot of them looked at that kid yesterday, and All right, let's <laughs> have, have a little of moment exciting. with Palmer. Let's have a little moment with
0: Palmer. Shems um, Jay, talk to me about what you liked. I think well, let's let's go with Jay first. What what talk to me about what you liked about that Palmer performance? Um... What did you think he added that we've lacked for quite some time? Um, yeah, man, just g- give me the rundown.
2: So, for me, I think straight away, I think a, a massive difference that you do see compared to what we've seen for the majority of the season, where obviously Enzo has been playing further forward. I think there were times where Palmer done things quite similar. So, I said to Shems earlier, if you watch Palmer throughout the game, um, or when you get a chance to watch the full game, You'll see that Palmer dropped so deep. At one point, he came and got the the ball off the centre backs. But sometimes I like that because the confidence of a player sometimes to just say, you know what, I'm not meant to be here, but I'm gonna go and get this and start and start stuff because I'm good like that. I can get, I can go and get the ball. I'll ping it off this man. I'll get it back and I'll keep playing and I'll do what I need to do to get us up the pitch. And I feel like Palmer was doing that. He was he was proper active in trying to get that like, get things going and. He didn't want no kind of you know foot on the ball and wait about he he wasn't about that he was about you know give me the ball i'm going to make something happen and we we want players like that in the team essentially you want players that are going to take responsibility and you know you know take initiative and, and and really really try to make things happen and he just looked bright man he looked bright he was always looking for players he was getting his head up and looking for the runs and yeah i think the assist really for the goal just kind of topped it all off really in terms of like he has a little look over his shoulder just before the ball comes to him, the touch is perfect to kind of just set it up for him to put it through um, the defender's legs and into Jackson's feet, and and then Jackson just slots it away. Do you know what I mean? Like no no problem with the weight of pass, nothing like that. So like with with Palmer, I think you can see you can see where he's come from as well you know what I'm saying? In terms of the level yeah. of the team, that he's come you can see you can definitely see it. You can it definitely know I mean? like, a cultured footballer, you can see it. Yeah, sure. yeah, you can see it in Palmer. And I think um and I just think, yeah, like even his interview after the game, uh, he said some interesting things about how the players are still getting to know each other. He's like, um, you know, like we, we haven't played with each other for a long time. And and these factors to me, I feel like and I know some people don't talk about them a lot, but I think they're, they're massive for me, man. I, I think sometimes that back in the day when I'd go to a trial, yeah, it reminds me of like when you go to a trial for a football team, and on the trial, yeah, you don't know anybody in it. So, first, first day, you've got like five minutes to find out these guys' names, otherwise, it's make or break for you kind of thing. You might have a shit game because you don't know a certain man's name. You won't get the ball, you know, man won't pass to you because you don't know nobody's name. You haven't taken it upon yourself to get to know who's on your team. you see what I'm saying? And, and you have to do things so quickly. And it reminds me of this with this team yeah? Like Obviously, they know each other's names and stuff like that. But in terms of the way each other play, they don't have a clue, bro. Like They, they have not been together that long. And in the first half, you could kind of see that they were strangers. But with Palmer, I think Palmer, he, he just settled in so quickly. that, And he's such a good player that it doesn't even look like that for him. He's already yeah. trying to find Woodrick. He's already trying to find Woodrick out there. He's not even focused on putting it into Mudrik's feet already. It's like he already knows. He's like, you know what? I don't need to do this for magic I know he's quick. I'm just going to put it into space. Do you know what I mean? And and he's clocked on to so many different players' um, style of play already. Uh, it's just quite impressive yeah. for him to be honest. For such a young player, I think I think he's quality. I think he's a quality player. Yeah, Shams. I guess same question to you. What 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 do you look at
0: in Palmer's game and think? Yeah, you know what? This kid's got it.
1: I think he's technical. He's technically, he looks very good, very very secure and comfy in possession. Um, when he gets the ball, he look he looks he he always seems to have kind of an i an aware almost like an awareness of um, what he's going to do next. Sort of like that bigger picture, if that makes sense. From what I've seen, like when he has the ball, he's always looking to kind of make something happen in terms of who's kind of making that run or who can he find an link up with, which is what I really like. Um, and he just he just brings that ingenuity that we miss um when ev- like even from his substitute appearances when he's come on um so against like forest um and against i can't remember the other game he came on in he just he just injected that little bit of creativity um and i think every time he's played he's always like created something so i think even even yesterday um there was a couple passes there was one pass where he found Chilwell in behind um and he i think it was offside and he'd done that same pass. Against Villa, uh, not Villa, yeah, against Villa when he came on as well, and Chill had a one v one, but the keeper saved it. So he's always looking to create something, and that's what I, like. I feel like. that's what we really miss. That's what we really, really miss, and we haven't had someone like that who can play in the in the final third, who's actually um, has an eye for a pass, can execute the pass, um, and isn't wasteful in in possession with their with their technical security and with their passing. I also think that. Um, he has shown that he's the best fit for the number 10 role if Poch continues to play the 4 3 one because he's got the athleticism to actually support Jackson. So you saw it in like the goal where he's actually next to Jackson. He's up there. He's able to, to create the assist. And I feel like there's this times where, where we don't have the ball and Enzo is, is next to Jackson. I'm just like, Enzo mm-hmm. hasn't got the ability to get about the pitch. He hasn't got the ability to press or he hasn't got the ability to make a forward run to support Jackson. Whereas Palmer, who used to be a winger, he's got that athleticism to do that. So yeah, yeah I, I've been really impressed so far. It's interesting because I had, I didn't know what to think of him because I hadn't my li- my watch, I had limited view of him at City, but he's he's impressed me so far, man. I can't lie, and I think I think he should stay in the team at number ten. Yeah. I think he's he's a better, much better fit for number ten than Enzo, and I'd say a little bit more than Carney. However, I'll, him and Carney in the same team would be a good, good player, I
2: think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. That point about the athleticism is a sick one, though, because I didn't really think about that with um, Enzo. And that's not to say Enzo don't work hard, but uh, nah, you make a good just, point. Like, you, he, he yeah, you make you make a good point about like how even how quick he gets there in it, Palmer. Like he's he's just so much quicker to like press. Like yesterday, he was he had no problem trying to press the keeper, press the press the defenders. Like he was he was proper on job. And I, I like that point still.
1: Yeah, yeah. Enzo, Enzo doesn't yeah. really support Jackson. When you that's
2: like, that, that's the
0: that's the point that I was making. You know what I mean? I feel like Enzo. It's not that it's his fault, but you know, what I mean, it's not it's his fault. It's just not his game. To so, yeah, it's not. You know, and I feel like he's just much better served deeper and then adva- advancing onto play rather than being situated in advanced positions. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, with Cole Palmer. You know, I, I wasn't the big, biggest of fans, to be honest, when we were linked with him. And even prior to us being linked with him, like when I watched him at ce when I watched him for the England Under-21s, I just never was really moved. I always felt like he was like going through the motions when he played. Um, I didn't really see any real intensity. I didn't, and you know me, I like my wide players that are really, really intense. Um, and he was so lele and just, I just never really enjoyed watching performances of him. Um, but the more you look at him, the more that you recognise it. You know what? He's not really a winger like that. Like He's not someone that's going to be aggy, intense and get at his, at his fullback consistently. He's a kind of a tricky customer um, that likes to play in the pockets and in between the lines. Um, so he's definitely more of a 10 than a winger. Um, so I think I completely agree in the sense that, yeah, he's by far the best suited player um obviously alongside Kani and Nkunku, um, than Enzo, for sure. For sure to play in that role. Um because to be honest, I, I just I haven't liked what I've seen when Enzo plays to the ten. Um I, and I haven't liked what I've seen with Gallagher playing there either. Uh, I think it's a very specialist type of role. Um and I know although I do think the ten in that sort of mode is kind of being phased out of the game, I also think that they're being brought back into number eight. So it's um, it's a very interesting one, you know. I, th- I think the signing could actually be a real snip for Chelsea, but he has to get the platform to play. He has to really be be given time to play consistently and show what he can do. To be honest, but yeah, it will definitely promising, and um, I like his connection with Jackson because what even the goal that was disallowed that was an excellent little touch round a corner with Jackson yeah. still. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: Oh, very, very good. Very, very yeah, good. nice. He's nice. That's what I'm saying. He's got he's got that awareness. Do you know what? I don't know if people agree, but he's he's actually, and not to go on to him, but what Palmer's is showing is kind of what I thought habits was that's what I thought habits game was. And it's funny because yeah. they're quite similar in terms of they're both lanky and they're both kind of like similar stature. But um, yeah, it's just funny because when I, every time I watch Palmer and, I, and I've seen him there, I'm just thinking, like, this is kind of what I thought. Um,
2: Palmer reminds played. me of one matter a little yeah. bit bro the way he plays you know that I know what you mean I like, especially when he so makes them motivated. passes
1: them, bro, them, the, he, the two passes he's made to Chilwell over the past two games is very like, matter-esque in terms of like from one side to the other and like in between in the half space yeah, like, they, don't, just, they
2: don't play yeah. exactly the same but in terms of like what, the last player I remember that kind of looked for players the way Palmer does it's very like one matter, like it's the, like like you're saying those little passes that he plays over the top and that like matter done that like, all day, like all day long. But in in terms of even when the way he supports the strikers, because one matter, bro, he, he, he would when mm. he was number ten, mm. he, he would support got off the strikers goals. a lot. Yeah, he would support yeah. the strikers a lot, bro. Like, and anytime he got a chance to shoot or bag, he was pretty comfy there. So like they're not exactly the same, but he reminds there's there's a lot of things he does. That reminds me of 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 um of one matter, and and obviously he he was great for us when he came. So if if he can if he can be anything like him, bro, <laughs> I'll take that right now all day all day long, bro. But um, I think a player that's going to make it interesting for Palmer, he doesn't play anywhere near him, by the way, in terms of position wise. But it's Lesley who also played well in that game. I think <laughs> Lesley going to cause a uh, going to cause a couple issues with how this team is out if he if he keeps getting chances because i think you're going to have to start making a choice about the midfielders and what kind of midfield you want do you want it to be more secure or do you want it to be a thing where you're controlling the game and and all, you know obviously with chelsea we're going to have the ball a lot so yeah you probably do want enzo and caicedo in there is caicedo a, a guy that just sits because he was one of the guys that created like three or four chances against brighton yesterday so he was up the pitch do you know what I'm saying? Like he's not—he's yeah. not one guy that's just gonna be in the midfield and sit. Like I, I think a lot of fans have got this idea of Caicedo being this player that, oh, you know, he's gonna come in and he's just gonna sit and he's gonna sweep up everything. He's not that player. He can—he can do all of that, but he's not. That's not naturally who he is, though. Yeah. Do You see what I'm saying? And I, I, and, I look, and I look at—and I look at Chukri, yeah, and I look at Lavia, and they are two players that naturally they will sit. They will naturally just—they will be the deepest player. You don't have to ask mm-hmm. them to do it. You don't have to give them the instructions. You don't have to, you know, teach them that role. That's 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 what they've been doing. That's that's their you know team. Yeah, their that's tip. what they've been doing. So when you're leaving them out of the team, yeah, and we're talking about two top young players, like they're not, you know, we have seen Labia play play thirty games in the Premier last season and spun a lot of top midfielders. Do you get know what I'm saying? including including one that they were calling the best in the league so like this is not no this talent this is why i keep mentioning Lavia because this talent that we've got right now he's not no he hasn't come here to be on the bench yeah so like so so for me it's going to be interesting because you've got two midfielders that cost 100 million 100 million plus right in enzo and and um but but what you've done is you've gone and done some top scouting fair enough you've got leslie but if Leslie turns out to be better than some of these men, you, you're in trouble. You got you've got a big problem on your hands. You're not in trouble, it's it's great for us. But in a way, it's, it's a problem. Because how do you leave Enzo out? If you because we're talking about Palmer being ten, right? He's shown enough. Where do you leave Enzo? Yeah.
0: There's
2: gonna be some big decisions to be made, I'm telling you. When 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 I mean, come back. And... There's, there's already there's already talks. There's
0: already talks about Enzo, you know apparently they're saying that, you know, if this thing kind of persists and Enzo will leave, blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, <laughs> look, I I, I I think Enzo is a fantastic footballer, World Cup winner, great player, great, great player. But we need to get over this whole putting him on a pedestal like he ain't been part of the shit and the mess that, you know, that we're, we've we've been in. It's been a collective mess, and he's been part of it. Like, we can't absolve him of the mess. He's played in all these games. Um, look, I think honestly, I mean, honestly, I think the, the the club have done great scouting in the midfield area. I don't think personally spending hundred million on Kaiseido is sensible. You know me; I don't really like the hundred million figure on any midfielder. To be honest, because I think that's, that's just, those figures are was like reserved for match winners. And as you can see, Enzo isn't a match winner. Despite him being a fantastic player, he's not a match winner. So it's just like for me, let's let let's just let's see how it goes, isn't it? I think I don't think any one of them are really infallible. Um I, I think Enzo I think Enzo's definitely gonna start. Um he's ahead. Um of them, man, and I think we got Chukwu's only nineteen, so he he ain't gonna be like demanding to be starting all the time. Like, I think he's like, you know, when we had Mikel, and but we had also had Sen, we had Makalele, we had Lampard, we had Balak, we had that mm. that was on the spot. You get me, so I think that can kind of that, that situation. could and then eventually Mikel became not the guy, but became a guy that became also very talented and depended on in title crunch matches and big games and, you know, part of the squad throughout a season. So I I don't think it's like we need to be in a rush to kind of like, you know, force Leslie in. I think he's still young, um, but I, I definitely think there's a talent there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. definitely.
2: Yeah, no, no, I hear it. I hear it. It's true. Um, but I just think, you know, with the man that they're, they're all young as well, that's the problem. Isn't it? So they ain't going to really be looking at man like, yo, I respect you like that. I wouldn't be if you were twenty-one and I'm nineteen. <laughs> I can't lie. I, I'm not gonna be looking at you thinking, oh like this guy, he's in front of me, like he costs hundred million, but nah, he's, he's twenty-one years he, old. He's, Do you get he knows
0: he's a player. I think he knows he's a player, I think everyone knows he's a player. It's just you know again let's see what he's on. I think I, I like what I've seen of him though. i definitely like what I've seen of him. Obviously, very lucky not to to get a red card y- yesterday, but I, I like what I like what I've seen of him, man. I, I think I like comfortable options. To be honest, I don't think there's ever been a time where I don't really like a midfield options, apart from earlier in the season where I think we'll kind of bear. But I think we're, I think we've always pretty had a pretty strong midfield. Um,
2: what so, is your two though? You and Shems? What, what would your, what is your? If you, if we're talking about our best team eventually, right? In our best team, is your two Casado and Enzo? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's my two. That's my two.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I, yeah. Can't, I can't say I've watched enough of Lavia to put him in there, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I, can't, like, I watched him
2: all season last season. I was obsessed, bro. So I I'll be real, that's why I'm so high on Lavio, because I watched him so much last season. Yeah, like I watched so him, don't get me much. wrong,
1: and I know I know he's very, very talented, but I I I can't confidently say what his strengths and weaknesses do, are.
2: Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is with me, Shem, yeah, with the Lavia team, I'll be honest. And it's not even a thing of like, oh he's better than this guy, he's better than this guy. It's just that in, in certain phases of play, yeah. I know for a fact, because I've watched all these, so I've watched Kaysedo I've watched enough. I've watched, obviously, Enzo from last season playing with us and this season. And I watched Lavia, right? I won't say much about um, Leslie because, obviously, he's just come and I ain't watched him nowhere near as much as the other three. But I know for a fact the other two don't touch Lavia in the first phase of play. Like, they're mm-hmm. not, they're, bro, I don't care if he's 19, they don't touch him in the first phase of play. Like, nowhere near, bro. That mm. Good. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean, more. like he's that good. Yeah, but but then
0: and, at the same time, but then at the same time, you could it it's it's one thing to say
2: that because look, they're they're not sixes. That's that's the point, though, isn't it? It's like that's what I'm trying to say. It's like because eventually, we we don't necessarily in a double pivot. You don't necessarily need a six, right? You don't you don't have to have a guy that sits. But I'm I've seen the reaction. <laughs> I've seen the reaction from his fan base. Yeah, when Enzo gets skipped past, and there's no yeah. one there to recover for him. Yeah,
0: yeah. and
2: the last guy that got that, the last guy that that happened to, we all remember the reaction. We all remember what the 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 talk was about that player. And I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm not saying Enzo is not better than Jorginho or whatever like that. Or, or I'm not say, I'm not saying anything about comparisons. Yeah, what I'm saying is that there's a narrative that starts to happen when that starts to happen in midfield, right? People getting skipped past, people not being able to recover. Oh, yeah. we need a DM. We yeah. need this, we yeah. need that. So everybody's screaming for it now. But what I'm saying is, you've got a couple of natural players there that actually do the job. So if if we end up playing that and we've still got the same issues, it's going to be very interesting because that, that, that pair is 250 M. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. It's
0: Just
2: interesting. Yeah, see, see how it goes. See how it pans out.
0: It's a lot of money, and it's going to be a tough situation to navigate for Poch. Very, very tough. Because again, where you need a DM, I think it's. I think it's clear. I think say they could do multiple jobs, multiple functions in the team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Level when it's high level, you want a, a, a real specialist as a six, as a coordinator, as a conductor. Um So it, we'll see if that. If that's Lavia or or, or Casedo can become a little bit more um, astute in his build-up play, but it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of pans out. But you know, it's just yeah, it's just one of them things. Obviously, we've got Fulham away. Was it Fulham away on Monday? Yeah, um, yeah Craven. Damn. <laughs> um, I'm not feeling too confident. We're away from home, so it might be a situation where we're able to get the result, but. No Jackson, no Gusto. <laughs> Broja's back, but he's not fully fit. You know, he had another eleven minutes yesterday after twenty two against
2: um they robbed my boy, man. Robbed him. Yeah, they robbed him, man. Was on him. Goal, bro. Just
0: I'm just now I'm just like, oh so what okay, I guess a final question before we, we, we head on out. Give me your predictions for Monday night against Fulham. It's tough, you know. Craven well, Kro- Court Kro- 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 has always been a difficult place for us to go still. Always. Um, even on our best days. So, give me your scoreline predictions and your team.
2: Boy, that's tough. Shams, you're on the goal. Do you know, do you know what you're going to say?
1: Um, i will probably say 1-0 Chelsea. Yeah, yeah 1-0. Defensively,
2: we're decent, you know. Like, yeah, def- not I'm decent. not even worried defensively at all.
1: Well, not bad defense. Actually, on that matter, the Saucy is actually not as bad as people are making them out to be. But yeah, he's not bad. He's actually not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Calling him a disaster in all of you, He would actually him, him and wrong. Cole would actually be my partnership now. You know, I'm on it. But anyway, um, my oh, team. Right. Not yeah. Man, so, oh, well, all right. All no, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're talking out on the Patreon. We're talking out on the Patreon.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We're gonna do a Tiago Silva breakdown. Yeah. Because yeah, you I don't think, do that
1: for me. The I think Cobo so, and De Sassy yeah. each other well. But um yeah, we'll talk about it another time. But I think yeah, uh my team will probably be so Sanchez and goal. Um yeah, De Sassi right back and then Colwell and Thiago Silva set the backs with
2: would you put the Sassi right back, yeah?
1: I think he played there against um when when Gosto got sent off, he moved there against the Villa, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I'm mm. just, I was just thinking because Kukurei had done quite... We didn't speak about this, but... Oh, Kukurea I don't know done about that one, man. Oh, I, no, 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 He done OK. He done OK. Yeah, I don't think was he was... Matoma, do yeah,
1: he, he done a decent job, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I'd be looking that, looking to do that again. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel very comfortable with it. Who's
2: against I'm... Bobby Reader, then, man? Who's the yeah. thing?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'll yeah, I'll say
2: William. Oh shit! All right,
1: maybe. Not. Yeah. So I probably say Matson, left back. Um. But yeah, Matson left back, and then in midfield I would have Enzo Kaiseido with Palmer at number ten. Um, Sterling <laughs> on the right. Yeah, Sterling on the right. Would I give me? Yeah, probably give Midrik another goal, another go to be honest. Um, and then Breyer up front, and then obviously because mm, Breyer's not yeah. fit, maybe after 60 yeah, minutes,
2: take him it. off. Yeah.
1: Take yeah. him off. Probably put Sterling up top, and then bring on maybe move Enzo further forward, and then bring on one an, a centre mid. Um, hope, you'd hope hopefully by that time we would scored or something no, like that.
2: Front. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. yeah exactly.
1: but, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's I don't know because Breyer it's it's weird because obviously he's not fully fit, so he can't he definitely can't play the full game, so. Whether you start him or not, yeah, he played probably...
2: twenty-two. He played twenty-two the last game, so not 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 yesterday, but he played twenty-two minutes, yeah, twenty-two the yeah. game the before, last... and then he played seven yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I think Poch will probably start with Sterling up top. To be honest with you, mm. All right, that's right. And I think and I think Enzo will probably play ten, and Palmer Palmer mm. will wide That's but what you know. I what I think the, talk about the
2: talk about Broya? The talk about Broya was that he was actually fit a long time ago, but they. But they purposely mm. took time with him. So I think, yeah. So the thing is, I think it might not be a thing where he's actually not fit enough. They've just been really cautious about,
1: which is fair enough.
2: Redoing mm. anything in it. So, so to be yeah. fair, you could see him start, and I think it could, could be interesting start, yeah. in terms of in terms of maybe even give him a half in it at least, yeah. and maybe yeah. try, like you said, win the game first half, like yeah. not win the game, but win that I half. Think, at I
1: least. Think... I think Poch has to try and win the game, like literally from the first half, because yeah. and by, and the best way to do that would be to have Palmer, Sterling, Brear, and Mujukon yeah. from the start, to be honest. So, yeah,
2: you need someone on there that wants to get goals yeah. and you have to like
1: but to be honest, to I think long, probably but... I think Poch will probably play Coball left back. Um yeah, and he may go with the Kukare experiment again. Um just because you know More Poch right doesn't... back. Yeah, just because like Poch has proven so far that he doesn't like to be straightforward. So, because you know the straightforward yeah, yeah. thing to, to play the team that I said, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we're we're the, the, we're I don't, the the I don't <laughs> think that's that's Poch's way right now, but we'll see.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's true. I can't even lie because I'm the same. I, I would have. You said you of your team in it, bro? You as well. So, like, I would have Sanchez, Matson. Oh.
0: Boy, after Sanchez's couple of mistakes, the other, bro, he needs to be very careful, you know. You
1: hey, I would have man, subbed him half time. Man, 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 bro, man, he gave five is, times in 20 minutes. Sanchez thing
0: is crazy. Sanchez is because he had a f- it. storm on
2: the other day. Like, it's because yeah. it was Brighton, man. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Brighton, it was Brighton, he forgot where he it was. It's all right, man. Don't worry. He'll be fine. It's full of. But Sanchez, that's the start anyway. We ain't got no one else. Got that Petrovic guy, but he ain't gonna be playing for a while. But yeah, I would have Sanchez, Matson, Um I can see Silva coming back in, just for the fact that it's the league game as well. So I can see it being Colwell. Um Colwell, Silva. I actually think he might play the sassy though, right back. Mm. I think he might. I think he might do it. I think he might do it. Um, it de- it, oh, it depends, man. I don't know about that. The the cookery thing is interesting because it's very hard to play opposite fullback. You know what I'm saying, like opposite position as a fullback. But he he didn't he, he didn't look super uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying. It was only because it was Matoma, and Matoma is probably one of the best winners in the league right now. So, um. I'd yeah, so, okay, well, you guys have said your teams, so
0: give me mm. scoreline predictions. Shams, you said 1-0. Jay? Uh, you never want to predict a loss, right? You never want to predict a loss or a disappointing result, so it's going to be tough.
2: <laughs> no, so, no, because I, I don't think know, we're, we're going to score a bag of goals we've got, we got so many missing. But I think... Yeah. I, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if it was a one 0 you know, but the thing is I think if we score early against Fulham, I think I think we might be able to, to have a good game. But yeah, scoring early it don't look like I'm on the I'm on the train driving and look come flipping half time still seeing nil nils in that. So Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know, man. One nil probably. I, I think I'm I'm with James. I think a one 0 I think it'll be like a yeah. tight game. I think it's gonna be like tight again. Like it'll be tight. And then it'll
0: be like a 1-0. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say, go with my gut and say it's going to be a 1-1 draw. I
2: hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I did think about that. I did think about that to be very I hope, I'm, I hope I'm wrong.
0: I genuinely hope I'm wrong.
2: Um, Who they got to up do. top Fulham? Uh, they've got um, Jimenez. That bastard. Jimenez,
0: Wolves, former Wolves striker.
2: That guy has always rattled us, bro.
0: Yeah, boy. We'll see. Anyway, boys, I really appreciate your time. We'll be back again next <laughs> week. Madness! Gonna hey, back, we're back hanging in, in there, week. man. We're, we're, we're hanging up. in there, bro. Just about, just about, boy. Listen, <laughs> but well, hopefully, again, as I say every week, come away, we'll come back, and we'll be here with a win against Fulham. And then, yeah, man, we we'll to kick on. Sounds
2: slightly <laughs> sounds like potch out. Mean, seekly, <laughs> seekly,
0: seekly. but We're not going to we're not going to dwell we're not going to dwell but yeah hopefully next, next week we'll be back with a win to discuss and um hopefully our season you know kicks on from there because it's been the worst start to a season for over 40 years and that is unacceptable for Chelsea football club. Considering the outlay oh, considering oh, our status considering where Roman drove us to it's unacceptable. But here we are. I'm made. It's been Chesley Hour. Peace. Take it easy. Okay.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.